Hey, episode two of the Moon Talk Streamcast. I got it down this time. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's up, AG? We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back quick. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm I'm, I'm pumped to hit uh, hit up at episode two right now. Absolutely, we're, we're moving and shaking here. We're here on Moon Talk talking about talking about alternative investments and emerging technology. You know, through the lens of of culture, of of music, yeah. of of. Various forms of, of business. I'm, I'm I'm pumped to share some more things with our our listeners. Yeah, man. We're just trying to be digital entrepreneurs out here, and yeah. hopefully uh, relay some relevant information to the people. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's man. go. Yeah, man. How's how's the last couple of weeks been for you? And in, in crypto world, NFT world, yeah. or, or work world? You know, you sell technology still. Like, what's what's life like <laughs> for you? Yeah, I can, I can get into a whole because I know we're gonna we're gonna focus on security like specifically. A little bit later down the line, but um, recently, personally at work, uh, we we did um, introduce a, a malware threat wow. <laughs> into the company, um, and I think we found out who Ground Zero was too. But I'll mention that later on. But um, that's huge, being able to find out yeah. where it came from. But but yeah, yeah, yeah it, w- it was it was pretty crazy. So um, as a, a IT sales company, we do house a lot of our customers' data. Um, they do rely on us as uh, a consultants, um, not only for security needs, but like storage, networking, whatever. Um, so it is kind of in a weird place to be when you are an IT consultant and your company just got hit with a malware attack. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. And so like it, it was super eye opening for a, a, a number of reasons. But um, back to the crypto and NFTs, like that's one of the hottest if not the hottest topic here um is securing your assets and so like it made me just look at what i have and how i could better sure my security like there we've already seen some examples of thievery out there and so um this could happen to anybody and so the fact that it happened to my company privately owned billion dollar company it's like shit it could happen to it could happen to regular anybody. ag too there, there, <laughs> it's there are people out there it's their full-time job to scam people or to take advantage of of the system so i mean it's it's something to talk about in 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 real life yeah. right now but also in in emerging technologies and the blockchain stuff absolutely absolutely wild. how about wild. you over the last couple of weeks anything pop I, up anything crazy I, I i've been interviewing for some jobs actually in the in the security the it security space Sweet. um specifically in in identity identity and access management and um there were some companies that i really i really enjoyed working with when i was uh back at our, our old company but as i've been going through these interviews and, and doing research about them you know it's it's really interesting how much it it can or will in the future mm. tie into to what we're talking about even when i bring up some things on on these interviews people don't necessarily know <laughs> know everything that i'm i'm talking about some some funky concepts so i gotta i gotta they'll, hone in on my my dialogue they'll but. get into it though because i've been to like a, a couple uh partner launches like and, and partners are uh people that we partner with to sell into a, um, a a corporation and so um i've casually brought it up there and like introducing like what the metaverse might be <laughs> and security and how the security like of our cell phones will be completely different in the next few years or whatever and it's gotten some decent feedback, but it's still just like, 
that initial just like sticker shock, if you will. And that's why they need the Moon Talk Streamcast. You yeah, know it's a crazy concept. <laughs> We're in the world of of uh, the internet being called the World Wide Web, or like yeah. web pages, and are are what are those? Are they are ducks' feet? Like these are things back in you know the the mid nineties that was like it's just foreign terms. Like yeah, what is www dot? Like, right. We don't say that stuff anymore. I NFT and crypto, like these are all now just names yeah. to it. And I think just like off of that, like we didn't have this written down, but I think like if you want to give everybody like a brief synopsis of like what Web 1, Web 2, Web 3 is, because that's something you're, you'll constantly hear in the NFT and crypto spaces. Uh, we're still early in Web 3. And I know people have asked me a number of different times to break it down for me. Yeah. But I know you have a beautiful no. <laughs> I I just think of <laughs> of Web One. Everyone's got their own own definitions, but when I hear Web One, I think of the internet. You know, it's the the era of information when yeah. when all these companies were putting stuff out on the internet. We we would go to it to just consume information. Web Two, the era like social media. You know, late two thousands, where we're able to. Um, share our information we're able mm -hmm. to put you know through social media um we're able to you know put our messaging put our opinions put all of our stuff out now yeah. not just big corporations or the top internet providers so it's like a, a, a social media a personal digital introduction or a personal um message board for the world yeah. essentially we're yeah. almost where you're web sharing two. your your yeah. identity and then i think web three you know it's it's the era of 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 transactions. At least that's how I think of it. Like right now, using the blockchain. Right now, there's a lot of images and collecting, and it's just pictures of of NFTs. And there's a lot of art, and, yeah. and there's not a lot of actual utility to it. But I think the technology behind it is going to be the driving force behind how transactions are made with everything we do every mm -hmm. day, mm -hmm. or or how big companies connect with their consumer. You know, I think there are various levers within it that are going to help help move these things along to whatever Web 4 <laughs> Right, is, right, is. right. So to recap real quick, Web 1, the Internet, mid-90s, trying to figure out, like, what the hell is this thing and how are we going to utilize it? Once social media came around, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, that's Web 2 with personal identity opinions whatever is is available for the world to mm -hmm. like essentially know you digitally and the web three transactions how things are linked um one way or another and you said a couple buzz terms there i'll say buzz oh, but yeah, like it. people people need to know some of this stuff so that's what that's why we're here to break this down but um the blockchain specifically um and I know you've got like a, a better technical breakdown um, than I do, but I want to hear your like. What do you think yeah. of it? And it doesn't need to be perfect. This is, this is the bread and butter. What I of is, sorry. This is the bread and butter of what I think, the type of value we can provide, not just going to the internet and finding a definition which right. doesn't make sense to me still. From your experience, like how do you interpret what it is? Yeah, and so like personally too, like for me, the best way to learn about things is just to dive right in. So like, and I'll talk about like me diving right into NFTs, me diving right into crypto, and then how that yeah. turned out. But um, I, the concept that I understood of blockchain before I even got into it was just um, linked back to the originator. So what, whatever that m might be. So um, I always use the the Picasso example. So if Picasso created this painting, 
X amount of years ago and bring Picasso to today to actually see what a Picasso original is worth, he'd be like, well, damn, I only sold this thing for 400 bucks <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And it's like, I don't know what a Picasso painting is, but say like it's just a million dollars now. And so like he didn't get any of that resale value. And like a, a, a lot of this, this happens now. Like uh, the Travis Scott sneakers are super hot right now. Like he puts out X amount. And they go for, I don't know, 150 bucks On the resale market, they're 1200 bucks. Right. He doesn't see any of the resale dollars. So think about blockchain as linking Travis Scott to the, the person who bought the resale sneaker. Think about it as Picasso receiving uh, the resale value of one of his paintings. So uh, a, a lot of what happens, or it, it, it really depends on the community, but a lot of them that are built together for NFTs are created by some artists or or whatever entity it's sold in a specific amount a specific amount it could be a thousand pieces ten thousand pieces whatever or one yeah or one um and then people buy it and if people place value on it just like just like uh what the Dallas Cowboys were um they were evaluated as the number one sports franchise in the world in the at, world at seven point eight billion dollars. It's only worth that if somebody buys it for seven point eight million dollars. So, like, you buy you uh, resellers buy original pieces from whoever owns it at whatever price that they the market think. dictates or whatever they think. Yeah. And so, when that resell sell happens, um, it depends on the community that you're part of. But a certain percentage is kicked back to the originator every single time it's uh, purchased. So that's how I think about blockchain as like something that is connected to the original source. And that original source can benefit from that. Hundred yeah. percent. I love that those examples, that use case of how of how the blockchain can help these artists, yeah. their traditional art or music. Um, I th- I think that's something I want to dig into even later in this episode because that's there's such a the, the lever of the a smart contract, which yeah. we'll talk about. The lever of creating that asset on the blockchain digitally um, is gonna. This is what we talk about changing the world. Like this is how artists are now going to be able to to make a living, and not just make a living, like make a real right. impact with their art. Um, it's changing fast. Right. But I, I love those examples. And I'm glad you mentioned the smart contract because the smart contract um, essentially populates when you purchase whatever entity, and you you're a part of that smart contract from now on. And so that also um, cements the uniqueness of it. Yeah. So, like, people joke around, like, oh, I have a board Abe, too, because I, I screenshot it. And so, like... Right-click and save. Yeah, and, like, like for those people who don't know, like, board Apes are, like, profile picture NFTs, and they're going for hundreds of thousands, thousands of dollars right now. And so you can prove that it's an original board Ape if you own that smart contract. Mm-hmm. So that's also the value of the blockchain. You could go back and see who's owned it, who owns it now, and you can also like utilize it as like I guess a a, a market um, analyzer like yeah. oh this is what it was worth back in 2018 and this is what it is now. You've so, got a record of everything. Yeah, this is this is and that's block- where I think the value is like yes. really in the yeah. blockchain. And so. it, that's where it, it transfers from an image of an ape to you know the supply chain of a of a um, a, a real corporation uh, 
building things or developing things. If you can, you know, track the parts, you're building a car. If you could track the parts from literally from start to finish, know where everything is at, at any given time, imagine the power that has in, in planning and building your business. Right. And that's something that can be done with this technology. Right, right. And then uh, secondly, like something that's like makes everything a little bit more, um, I guess, attractive. You mentioned utility. Mm-hmm. And so utility is a word in the NFT community of like essentially what I'm signing up for once I purchase this entity, I'm signing up for something, whatever the originators created this for. If I own this, it gets me. It gets me this. So um, utility is what essentially perks you get with being an owner of whatever Mm -hmm. uh, profile picture it may be, whatever art piece it may be. Um, and we talk about utility a lot. It's not a word that's used day to day, but like utility. If, if you're going to a Pistons game yeah. tonight, you buy a ticket and your utility with your physical ticket, just traditional going to a Pistons game. The utility by owning this ticket, you get access to the game. Right. Like, there's your utility. You I get own to go sit in this whatever. Seat. Right. Yeah. So there's just a your a normal basic is basic example of you have this thing. It gets you this. Yes, you get this experience, or you get this uh, tangible asset. It could that's whatever the uh, transaction dictates. Right, is utility, and so um, in the NFT space, it could be a number of different things, and that's why it's so cool about the contra- uh, smart contract because utility is built into the smart contract. Right. So like you can prove that you own this piece, so you get access to X, Y, and Z. Like um, I'll bring up two examples: um, Board Ape. Uh, for what I know, because I'm not an owner, right. but I've got a couple friends who are, they get access to certain exclusive parties that are announced. I don't know, nationwide, might be worldwide, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But if you have a board ape and you bring your wallet, they scan it, prove that you've got it, you've, you're allowed access to this exclusive event. Um, another one is uh, Des Bryant, um, a re- retired football player, for those that you don't know, played for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he was really good back in his day. Personal corner? What'd you say? Oh, yeah, personal corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, He developed an NFT, I want to say, about a year ago now or coming up in a year. Um, And if you own one of his uh, profile picture NFTs, uh, depending on the level that you purchase at, you get certain access to things that Des Bryant built in the smart contract. Like, one of them is, like, you get to go to a Dallas Cowboys game with him. In his suite once a year. Yeah. That's just like the basic, I, th- I think from what I understand, the basic perk that's given out. If you own these, you get to come to a game with me at Dallas Stadium right, right. in my suite. So it's like reading into like some of these communities, like what you get access to can essentially boost the value of whatever NFT asset it might be. It might be, to you, might be the stupidest looking thing mm-hmm. in the world, but... You get to go to the Super Bowl. You get to go to Fashion Week. You get to go whatever. Whatever yeah. they built in. So, um, and which I think is really interesting because um, majority of what we're seeing are, like, personal groups that have developed to come and create this idea or an individual. But when these companies start figuring out how to do it, like, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the game. Like, I personally think, like, some of these department stores or um, Walmarts of the world, mm-hmm. Targets of the world, they're going to start coming out with their own coins. That you can only use at Walmart. You, you got to use this coin. Yeah, and you only get access to certain products or certain discounts if you use 
Walmart mm-hmm. coin or whatever. So it's just I think like, every receipt is going to be an NFT. Yeah. And I want to get back to the the artist analogy. Yeah. As part of that example, so we'll we'll get back to that. But I, I think every receipt, literally every receipt you go at a store right now, could be an NFT for a very specific reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just something. Literally, you buy something, you get a receipt every time. Everyone's going to be interacting with this. They may not actually know it. Think of that as a smart contract. Bang. Your friggin' receipt. Bang. It shows you purchased or had access to whatever. Right. So traditionally, now let me give you my my how I think about it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna start traditional leading into what the blockchain is like how we how we do banking traditionally right now yeah adam you're a a a pizza shop owner Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna buy a couple slices of pizza from you it's gonna cost me five bucks i don't use much cash anymore these days so i pull out my debit card or my credit card and i swipe it to buy five dollars of pizza that automatically triggers a notification to my bank saying hey matt's trying to spend five dollars for this slice of pizza to pay ag does he have enough money in his bank so yes sends a message over to adam's bank hey he's got this money transaction good yeah you know here's the pizza swipe my card you get your money at the end of the day the banks you know create their tally of how much money we have in my bank account yeah i started with 55 bucks i now have 50 dollars in my bank account you started with a million bucks, and now you're hey, my you're rich. Crazy. A million and five <laughs> bucks. So that's how it works traditionally yeah. in, in the baking system. When you think about the the blockchain, I picture I'm going to use the word ledger. It's this big ledger, but think of it like a big Excel spreadsheet of just transaction on one side, transa- uh, um, recipient on the other side. The blockchain is is instead of the two banks communicating together. This person has enough money, so we're going to let this go through. Cool. It's going to go through. The blockchain is made up by millions of computers, all the computers that are connected to this system around the world. And the group is deciding through all of these transactions that have ever happened on this massive ledger, this massive Mm -hmm. spreadsheet, all these computers are saying, hey, does Matt have $5 to pay AG? He does. We all confirmed it, all million of us working at the same time, all these numbers crunching, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Wh- whatever happens behind the scenes, he has it. All right, trigger that over to Adam's account. Now there's a public record. When when that transaction happens, there's a public record that the blockchain writes saying, at this moment in time, literally a timestamp, right. at this moment in time, this transaction happened, which now shows Adam having $1,005,000 and Matt now has $45 right. in his account. And that's just a transaction with money. Right. But what the, the blockchain does, being able to verify that at that very given time, that allows every time you make a transaction, this blockchain, all these computers around the world are now going and seeing that transaction. Mm-hmm. It shows up in your stuff. It's all public. It's all on the internet. Yeah. And so that ability to track things and know exactly what's in your wallet exactly what each person or each entity owns is is massive yeah and i'm glad you brought up the bank because you showed me a security uh episode on a specific podcast while we were trying to figure out are are we gonna have hard wallets or virtual wallets or whatever and um this one guy was talking about um how he's a bike enthusiast and he wanted this specific bike he's a united states citizen but this bike was located in europe and so he had to transfer um, 
U.S. dollars to become whatever. And so, because I don't know, I don't know if it was necessarily in Europe or if it was in Spain or whatever. Whatever. There whatever was a currency a, exchange yeah, that currency needed to exchange. happen. Yeah. And weird. So, traditional weird currency exchange. Yeah. And so what's normal the, with the blockchain that could be assessed right then and there versus somebody who is trying to purchase something somewhere else physically in the world and they have to go through all these extra security measures because they think you're a scammer, a terrorist, or whatever, and it's making it damn near impossible for this guy just to purchase a bike. Mm -hmm. And so what the blockchain can incorporate is that essentially that millions of verifications that need to happen in, in a second's notice and it's there archived, like in greenlit, like that changes transactions yeah. all over the world for everybody. It's the group, it's the consensus yeah. that that's proving that this happened. It's like if we were this literally just came into my head. If we were battling in 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 Sparta or, or um, what's that movie with Russell Crowe? Where he, back in the day, oh, uh, uh, Gladiator, Gladiator, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you and I are are battling to the death in front of. We'll call it the whole world's watching, and you know, yeah. in, in the in the arena, you knock me out. Everyone is watching, seeing that can confirm. Yep, and the Matt's dead. Ag knocked him out. Right. That's just yeah. I can't go and pretend to be a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's everybody confirming at the same like, time. This definitely happened. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird concept. It's it's a it seems like a weird concept, but when you think about how it works traditionally, it's. The bank, a, a, a centralized entity with yeah. whatever biases, good or bad, there's always they always have a reason to do something. Mm -hmm. You hope that everyone's honest and you hope everything works perfectly, which it doesn't. But you have the single entity making the decision, making the confirmations, the ability to change whatever is going on like in their system. There's a lot of power that they have in that right on the blockchain one of the words that i didn't use that i should have in the analogy is once that's written in that's time stamped it's unalterable like that's the smart contract or the technology Facts. behind it it can't be changed yeah, you know absolutely. if someone were to go and try to scam you or, or 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 create this fake transaction to just steal all your money the consensus all the computers would see this one little thing is off in this super long chain of transactions right. that you've made. That's probably not the right person doing this. Yeah, and it'll it'll determine it as fraud or, or whatever the case may yeah. be. But I wanted to take this time to talk about some of the projects that we're involved in, you and I specifically, yeah. because we're tied into a, a couple of them. Let's real quick. I I, I want to revisit your Picasso analogy first, okay. though, yeah, yeah. and maybe this takes us into the next episode. But yeah. but you were talking about how Picasso doesn't isn't receiving any compensation from any of his work that's being sold today yeah hundreds you know however long it's whatever been, yeah, it's yeah. been since he died <laughs> we're not historians what picasso <laughs> could have done if he was alive today yeah he's he's so like we just explained that blockchain blockchain transaction he's putting out a piece of his art on the block that very first transaction when he creates this piece of art in the smart contract, how this digital asset was created, he can put in a royalty that I'm going to make every time this is sold. Correct. I'm going to make say royalty. Yeah. It, I'm going to make five percent of its sell mm -hmm. sale. And you know, today on average, it's probably you know seven and a half, ten percent that people are putting on their projects. Who knows what it ends up as? But um, I digress. He can build a royalty into that smart contract that also can't ever change. Yep. So 
he sells it, you know, as a kid when he was younger to you for a hundred bucks. Yeah. On the blockchain. On the blockchain. Years go by. That thing, that piece of work is now worth a million dollars. You it's worth a million dollars, so you sell it to someone else for that amount. He then gets five percent of that sale. That can happen any time that's ever sold. Right. In perpetuity, forever. So maybe he's dead. He can still, you know, arrange for it to go to his family or his trust or however it goes. But Picasso is making money off of his original work forever. Right. So think about how that could affect artists coming up. Kids these days that are going to become artists. Like yeah. when their first piece of work is or, or their first piece of work on the blockchain is created, like that provenance behind that or the reason why, like they can actually take advantage of that for the rest of their lives plus more. Absolutely. And, and like... I know we've watched a bunch of content that specifically spoke uh, focuses on this for the music industry, mm -hmm. like um, somebody coming up, like your brother, for example. Yeah, like he's a violinist. He's a violinist. Um, makes whatever amount. Of, we'll say an album. Say it's like yeah. thirteen tracks. Um, hey, all my fans, go check out my new album. But it's only on this. Uh, it could be Ethereum, what, whatever, whatever coin you decide. It's an to. NFT. Yeah, it's an NFT, and so there's a spe specific amount. And so what he's trying to do is um, build his own audience and also remove any creative control with that because you essentially are your own record label. So like what re record labels do is they sign artists, they front load them cash, and then they pay for videos, uh, marketing. Um, distribution all of it whatever and then they they hope the music is successful that they can recoup all of that money and that's when the artist profits if you remove the record label and you go straight to your fans mm -hmm. and then ask them to uh purchase whatever album uh merch whatever you decide to put out there hey you guys have been supporting me locally for a couple of years now i really want to make this album with 13 tracks right this is helping you fund it. Right. Like, hey, fans, can you help me do this for a percentage of ownership of that album? Exactly. And you, and you put that util, utility offering in there to incentivize your fans. And if you have super fans or really people who are super proud of your work, they're going to go buy it. And then they're going to say, hey, I have an original copy of X, Y, and Z album. Hold it for whatever. Your brother starts bubbling up. That's an original first Mm -hmm. piece of this album that i don't know he might make it mainstream for spotify and itunes and all this yeah. stuff later on maybe 15 years down the line but the smart contract says this is an original um audio file of this album mm -hmm. and just imagine the value of that and then if your brother if decides to to put into the smart contract all my fans get a piece too they of get the a streaming piece rights of every streaming right every time it's sold or whatever like and so what's what's that doing that's that's allowing fans to build wealth through their favorite musicians exactly. their favorite artists which is a insane concept an insanely awesome concept when you think about how many people are in soundcloud these days or or you know knew of the the uber famous artists now yeah. that oh man like i knew them when they they weren't even popular like there's a feeling you yeah. get about being first and supporting someone who makes it but there's no real way to prove it now you can prove it and can. make money off of it. And the artist keeps, we'll call it 80, 90% of, yeah. of both the control and the money 
um, to then, you know, pre-fund his album. You don't have to uh, um, uh, farm it out to to a record label. You get all those royalties in the future. Um, it's 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 really crazy. It's fun. Yeah, man. Like uh, shout out my favorite artist ever, Nipsey Hussle. Fuck the middleman. Like <laughs> that, that's what it is. Yeah. Like he's he was he was working on his original first album for ten years, trying to avoid working for the record label. Like, yeah. This is a direct line. Weird. To the fans, like just to support whatever you got going on. Like you don't need anybody to tell you how to dress and creative control, and you need to do a song with this person. Like, imagine if CVS, you know, they they sponsor a local artist and they put their their art on an NFT receipt, which for years may be worthless, but you're going to get a receipt anyway. Might as well put put some art on it. Imagine if that local artist turns out to be someone special, the next Picasso, the right. next Banksy. And his first piece of art on the blockchain was this receipt that all these people have at some point, they decide to then sell it even for a hundred or two hundred dollars. Like it doesn't have to be hundreds of thousands, hundred dollars. CVS is still getting five percent of that forever. Yeah, so this man. is a new way for, for traditional businesses to to make a little profit. Absolutely. Art degrees Wild. are back, creativity is back, it's profitable now. Like that's the most exciting thing for me because looking back it's like damn i could have like really leaned into the art degree i could have like kept with the drawings yes. i could have done all it's this, not like, just doctor lawyer you know traditional jobs go to college it's okay we can really make a make a living do, trying other doing things. what you like yeah like, Why? Doing like imagine what you liked originally we, we're gonna keep rolling into this episode three yeah man we'll 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 see what's going on but we're gonna hit on security a little bit yeah security for sure that's Talk That's about so some critical. projects. There's some projects out there that you and I have been been following. Talk about a few projects um, that we're involved in, and also that we want to get involved in, and some of the more mooning projects oh, as yeah. well that we we might have missed out on. But got to get this base base level knowledge, though. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll we'll keep reiterating the terminology for you guys. Um, questions, hit us up. We're gonna figure out all the social medias and all that stuff coming up, but. Um, Hopefully you, you take part of this binge that we're going to unleash. We'll see you next episode. Yeah, take it easy.